hello and welcome to the Sharp Side Podcast. I'm your host, Chaz Parada. Joining me for the second time today is James Bader and making his debut on the College Football Podcast. We got Nate Shepard. Nate, how are we doing? You know, we're doing well. Doing it's well. It's been a long time since I've been on the podcast. Feels good to be back. Good. We're, uh, sadly, we're moping our way through a Padre game right now. They're down 4-0, bottom third. But hopefully, hopefully we perk up as they... I hope take the lead by the time we're done recording. James, how are we doing today? Wonderful. Ready for another pod. Let's go. Let's, let's get it done. Let's just get into it right now. Um, last weekend, you know what? I think it's time to, time to brag really quick. We had Mississippi State Moneyline. We called that shit from the beginning. Let's go. I'm pumped. I was so happy to watch him just float that ball right into I forget which receiver caught it, but Costello had an insane game. I think he broke the SEC passing yard. Uh, single game record. Um, we also got unbelievably unlucky. I think uh, Duke was had seven turnovers. Who else did we? We had West Virginia. That was stupid. There was like a nine minute drive at the end of the game or something. Very yeah. frustrating stuff. But uh, James, how'd you do on Saturday? I did all right. A little bit profitable. Like you said, that West Virginia game would have been nice. They were pushing. Last nine minutes of the fourth quarter, and then Oklahoma State went on a nine-minute – is a seven- or nine-minute drive, and then they ended it off punching in with about a minute left to cover. That was a tough beat. But other than that, it was really good to have football back in the SEC. Yeah, it was fun to watch. Um, any takeaways after one weekend, James? No, it was – not for me, not really. The SEC is – it wasn't that crazy to me. Like the Mississippi State game, we called, so obviously I wasn't too surprised about that. Other than that, though, no. It's like it's just weird, though, with some of these situations when you get the reports of who's in and who's out and you see these line shifts like the Virginia Tech game. Virginia Tech missing over 10 guys with COVID, and then they go out and they stomp NC State. So it just shows how unpredictable the sport can be sometimes. Yeah, for sure. Um, I know I will be betting against NC State for that absolutely trash performance they just just had um but uh yeah i agree um i think the biggest thing of the weekend was just that mike leach's offense was shown to work uh i would like to see another week um because it could either be that his offense is going to thrive in the sec or that lsu just was undermanned and uh out coached really yeah um I oh, know. Going to be very interesting to see how uh, LSU looks over the past couple weeks. I think, don't they play Arkansas this week or something like that? Vandy. Vandy. Bad team. I put they're both bad teams. But let's just get on into it. Uh, we're going to start with Missouri at Tennessee. I believe this is a 9 o'clock morning game. Um, if only this would load. Uh, Missouri is getting 12 points. On the on the road, uh, James. Anything on Tennessee at Missouri? No, not really. I was Missouri held their own last week, which was kind of impressive to me. We were on the right side there with Bama in the first half. They dominated, and then they took their foot off the pedal, like we saw Clemson do against Wake Forest a few weeks ago. Uh, not much for me here. It's interesting to see Tennessee is a double-digit favorite in the SEC again. Been a very long time since we've seen that. So I'm curious if they thrive in this role or they play down to the level of the competition. Anything, Nate? 
No, I mean, I think James covered it. Um, yeah, Tennessee. Good to see Tennessee back in the SEC ranks. Uh, so I think uh, Tennessee got a little lucky last week. Uh, South, South Carolina inexplicably kicked a field goal down seven with like eight minutes left. Stuff just never makes sense to me. Um, but I don't know. This week, I lean Missouri. I just think they're getting too many points for a game where I think the under is has a real shot. I honestly, I thought Missouri played pretty solid defense last week. I think Alabama's going to have a top three offense in the country this year, and holding them to thirty eight was. I don't know. I thought, I thought thought that was pretty good. Wasn't but, it? Um, what's up? Did they have twenty eight or thirty one at half, Bama? I did. I want to say 28. I might be wrong. That, they could have picked their score in that game. I, oh, I, I, would, I would definitely agree with that. But, yeah. It's, Saban definitely just completely lifted his foot off the gas. Yeah. Keep the guys healthy. Let's get to the next mm-hmm. one. Um, we were talking about this one a little pre-pod. I actually liked ECU this week going to Texas. TCU is getting 12 points. They're going to be plus 330 on the money line. I, I, um, I think TCU is going to be live in this game. Gosh dang it, Tatis. That's very frustrating. Sorry. That's going to be popping in and out. Um, TCU is coming off a very unlucky result where I think that they could have beat Iowa State. Max Duggan made his return to the TCU offense. I, he came in for the second half. And when he came in, he really elevated the um, uh, the TCU offense. And I think with another week with him there, it's he provides value not only in the air where he's a much better passer compared to uh, the backup. I forget his name, but he was not very good. But uh, he's also a good runner, and he creates plays with his feet. And then finally, Texas came off a very exciting yet very fraudulent win against Texas Tech. And I thought their defense looked abysmal. I think it looked horrible. I think Max Duggan's going to have his way with his Texas defense. I think they're going to be live to win this game. Um, Texas, while they did take it down the stretch, they got a little lucky with they recovered an onside kick and got fumbles and picks. Um, And, uh, oh, wow, is that gone? Get out. Get out. Oh, shit. Anyways, sorry. This is going to be a little bit of a mess. But uh, anything on TCU at Texas, James? Uh, I'd, if anything here, I'm probably going to look at that total and go over. Like you said, both defenses looked abysmal last week. TCU gave up over more than 400 yards total offense. And surprisingly, I'm looking at the stats now. They had 499 of total offense themselves. Um, I think if you're going to play this game and you want some action, I'd go to the total here. Um, one, one thing I'd like to note about TCU's defense was they allowed a bunch of like big plays, which could be pretty uh, – like you could look at them negatively, but big plays, big explosive plays won't always happen. Sometimes it's a little bit of luck, like a broken tackle. Um, I think Gary Patterson will have this team ready to go against Texas. We have a, a noted Texas fan, Sam Ellinger's number one fan, Nate, right here. Nate, what do you think about this game? All I got to say is hook horns, baby. I'm all in on Sam Ellinger. Um, Texas, you know, they play a lot of teams close, uh, usually playing down to their competition. We saw that last year. We saw that last week. Um, so I kind of like TCU to cover. That's coming from a Texas fan, but um, I don't think – there's no way Texas is in this game. Yeah. 
Uh, I think we'll see. Uh, I'll, I'll happily take my three to one with TCU. I, I'd love to go back to back on big dogs two weekends in a row. Uh, moving on to the ACC, we got NC State at Pitt. Um, we just watched Pitt play a pretty close one against Louisville, uh, and NC State just got dismantled. Pitt is lane 14 here. Uh, I'll start this one again. I like Pitt. Pitt's D-line is insane. The way they were breaking up every single play against Louisville and just completely dominating, what's crazy is that they had a well-regarded defensive line prospect named Jalen Twyman, and he opted out early. And I, this, the D-line is still nuts. Um, it's a lot of points to lay with a coach who was not very aggressive. But I just watched the North Carolina State Wolfpack get destroyed by a bunch of third stringers on Virginia Tech. So I'm pretty comfortable rolling with uh, the Pittsburgh Panthers. James? Yeah, at the beginning of the week, I leaned more the other way and almost bet NC State. But as the week's gone on, Pitt's grown on me a little bit. Pitt's just not a team I ever want to lay double digits with. Like, Narduzzi is not an aggressive coach. He takes what he has and he plays with it. He's satisfied with a seven-point win, any win for that matter. I think what I might look at here is the NC State team total under. Last week, Louisville was able to put up 20 or 23 points, but that was a really fluky 20, 23 points. Pitt got after it. Uh, Cunningham was sacked eight times. Whatever it was. crazy. Yeah, all Louisville's points came on chunk plays. They had a 75-yard run, some other big plays. Pitt's D is for real, and I think they shut down NC State here. Anything on this one or no? Um, yeah, I mean, obviously NC State's just not a great team. I mean, if you're getting popped by third streamers, not a great look. Um, and then, like you guys said, Pitt's defense, defense points are insane. Um, I like that bet on the team total as well, James. Yeah, that's actually a good angle. I didn't think about that. Uh, moving on to the American Conference for a bit, we got Memphis traveling to SMU. SMU is a two-point home dog. High total of 74. There, I expect many points in this game. But uh, SMU is going to have fans, right? Yes. 25% okay. capacity. Nice. Okay. Uh, I lean SMU. I understand you also lean the same way, right? Yeah, I might end up betting SMU here if it gets to three. I think uh, a new head coach at Memphis, yeah, Brady White's still there, an older team, but SMU still has Bruchelle. I think them being a dog here at home is a little disrespectful. Uh, Memphis hasn't played in a few weeks. They had some COVID concerns. SMU has been playing and running up the score on some lesser opponents. So I think they'll maybe SMU first half here at home, full game, whatever it is, SMU is probably the side for me here. Anything on this one? Okay. Um, I agree. I, I mean, Bichelle, they, I feel like SMU was putting up just loads of points last week. One thing that I think is interesting is um, Memphis, uh, uh, Brady White, and they have a really, really good running back. I want to say Kenneth Gainwell, but he's elite uh, catching the ball as a receiver. Um, some people were hyping him as, as a potential uh, Heisman. I didn't really. I mean, I thought that was a little bit much, but um, once again, I don't think the system has changed for Memphis very much. So, I, I think that Brady White will step in uh, pretty comfortably, 
And I, I once again, I, I think it's a really high total at 74, and I think it could go over. Betting overs in high scoring games is fun. Anyways. Yeah. Uh, back to the Big 12. We're going to go uh, Oklahoma is lane seven on the road at Iowa State. Um, I At the beginning of the week, I wanted to go Cyclones because of, I mean, I feel like there's trends for all these coaches where, like, oh, they're really good as underdogs and stuff. And um, normally when Iowa State is an underdog, they're, they're laying – or they're not laying, but they're getting, like, 14 points against Oklahoma, 20 points against Oklahoma. Oklahoma's coming off a pretty embarrassing loss um, where they outgained Kansas State but had silly turnovers, silly penalties that um, I think blo- blocked punts, right? Yeah. And um, I expect Lincoln Riley teams to be a little more disciplined. Um, like I said, at the beginning of the week, I was leaning Iowa State, but I think I'm going to be betting Oklahoma. I just think they bounce back and can potentially throw up an ugly number against Iowa State. Is Iowa State not fans? No, no fans. That makes me like even more then. And Iowa State's off a somewhat lucky, not necessarily lucky win, but when that I, they were putting up offensive numbers, I would not expect them to put up against Oklahoma. No. Yeah, you get an agreement from me. I've, I lean Oklahoma. I've leaned Oklahoma all week. Uh, I think Matt Campbell's now 4-0 against the spread against uh, Lincoln Riley. But like Chaz said, every one of those spreads has been double digits. It hasn't been seven like this game is. I'm curious to see Rattler on the road for the first time. But, I mean, from what I hear and what I've seen, the kid's a stud and had a tough game last week. I think they bounce back here. I think Oklahoma can take care of business. It might end up betting minus seven. But we'll see. I just want to want to find out a little more, do a little more research for that. Yeah, um, Rattler is definitely missing a lot of throws. He looked like, uh, I mean, he looked pretty green, you know. Yeah. Um, but that being said, if he gets his legs going, those are a weapon because he was moving very well in the pocket. So uh, I think that the, his potential is sky high. Definitely. Outside on this one, Nate. Yeah, I mean, I'm also going to lean Oklahoma here. Um, like you said, Oklahoma came off that last game. A lot of turnovers, lots of mistakes, and I feel like Lincoln Riley fixes that. Um, I'd be pretty surprised to see Oklahoma put up that kind of game two weeks in a row. I would agree. Um, now we got a one of Nate's bets right here. He's going to a service academy game. It's a service academy unders can be a sweat at times, but when the clock is always rolling, um, well, it's very fun to watch. Navy at Air Force, right? I think Air Force is getting seven. Total is at 46. Uh, At altitude in uh, Colorado Springs, right? That's where Air Force is, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, Tell me why you like this under, Nate. I mean, I'm sure it's been said a lot this week, but Service Academy is under. That's almost a guarantee. Um, (laughs) Over the last, since 2005, I think it's like 35 and nine, the unders hit. Um, and I just feel like those offenses just produce just unders. I hate betting unders. I think it's like the most stressful yet unentertaining thing to bet. But I think that this one is just too good to pass up, even with the number being so low. James? Uh, yeah, I might end up betting Air Force here. Uh, the last 11 times Service Academies have met, 
the dog is 10 and one against the spread with the one loss being last year when Navy was a Navy or army who obliterated the other. Can't remember, but that I think, I think it was army. Yeah. That broke the trend. I think, uh, seven with air force is pretty nice. What concerns me though, is Navy has turned it on. They looked actually pretty good in the second half against Tulane when they came back from 24 down and, Air Force will be interest, interesting to see how much they've been practicing because their season still doesn't start for another month. So, and we saw what Navy looked like with limited contact and practice against BYU week one. So that's kind of what's holding me back here, but could still end up playing Air Force plus seven. Yeah, um, my big worry about this under is the inconsistency of Navy's tackling, which looked way better in the second half than their last game. But, um, I do like the idea. Uh, 46 just seems high for these, uh, these two. So, um, I, 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 think, I think I will be on this under. Moving on to what I say is one of the more interesting games of the day. We got Texas A&M at Alabama. Uh, A&M's getting 18 points. We kind of saw the story last year when A&M – was A&M at home against Clemson? Uh, no, they were on the road. On the road. Uh, total is at 51 and a half. Um, James will kick to you. Where are you uh, leaning in this game? Uh, I'm leaning to Texas A&M here. They've shown over the last few years they can hold it somewhat together against Alabama. I think they're a good team. Last week, really bad showing against Vandy, but you and I talked, and it was a total look-ahead spot. Everyone knows Vandy is the bottom dweller of the SEC, and they knew they had Alabama on deck. It could have been Jimbo keeping something in the bag, too. Maybe doesn't want to show too much. We'll see. But I am really curious to see how this game plays out. I probably will end up being on Texas A&M plus eight, 18 and a half. And maybe the over 51 and a half does seem kind of short here. Yeah, I'm all over A&M too, to cover the 18 and a half. Um, James kind of hit it on the head with everything there. Um, whether it's um, the look ahead spot or just you know, AM always playing Bama close. Um, I am going to, I'll probably bet the under here just because both these teams are pretty slow offenses. Um, yeah. So uh, I, I've kind of just in the last 30 seconds talked myself into AM. Uh, I do like AM. They are, they're returning a, a lot of both offensive and defensive production. Uh, they had a great freshman running back who really stepped up towards the end of last year. And then Kellen Mond is back. Kellen, I was high on AM last year, but I think I was a year early. I'm not saying that AM is going to win this game per se, but I do think that they're going to be competitive. I think Alabama is the best team in the nation. Uh, so it, I wouldn't be super surprised if it's a 30 point win and it's just a statement win for Saban. Um, but what AM has a lot of returning production in the secondary and uh, returning uh, snaps. And that's going to be very, very uh, important when you're going up against Jalen Waddle and Devontae Smith and any of the other weapons that Alabama is throwing at you. Um, and uh, James was kind of hitting on it. I think uh, Jimbo is just a good coach. Uh, his teams are normally well prepared, except when they had that stinker against LSU and looked like a high school team. But I'll, cho I'll choose to ignore that one. Um, yeah, A&M plus 18 is a pretty big number. And if that thing gets at all close to 20, that will be a much bigger bet than what it is right now. 
Um, anything else to add, James? No, I think we covered this one pretty well. Okay. Moving on, North Carolina is going up to Boston College. North Carolina is a 14-point road favorite, and the total's at 54. Sam Howell, uh, I'll start this one off. Sam Howell is a beast. Um, I know Nate's going to touch on the under in a bit, but uh, I think uh, North Carolina is really uh, is the side to play here. Obviously, it's very chalky to take a road favorite, of course, but North Carolina, uh, North Carolina's offense looks potentially elite. Um, defense doesn't look horrible, but Boston College has shown no ability to get, get to get stops so far this year. Um, I think that Mac Brown and Sam Howell will have the offense humming, and you get Sam Howell to the second half, and he just flips a switch and he starts to dominate. Um, so maybe if North Carolina does start out slow, like they sometimes can, live betting North Carolina will be um, will be will be a pretty good bet in game. Oh, just was good. Yeah. Um, oh, sorry. Are you still going? Yeah. Go ahead. I was just gonna say I agree. We saw North Carolina start really slow against Syracuse. I think they were up seven three and a half, whatever it was, and started live betting them a little bit, and then they started to open it up in the fourth quarter. I think we could see something similar here. Boston College looks putrid on offense. They dominated Duke week one, but that's a deceiving win. Won the turnover battle 5 nothing, And then last week... Wow, they, Duke is horrible. Yeah, Duke's really bad. And then last week, they were trailing Texas State all game until the last minute when they somehow scored twice. I think Boston College is pretty bad here, and if UNC starts slow, we could get a pretty good number live. Yeah, I mean, kind of like what you guys said, UNC always starts slow. Boston College is horrible. That's why I left the under here. Um, I think we could see a really low scoring at half. So I do love the first half under. I don't know what that line is exactly, but. Um, It'll probably be like 23, 24. Yeah, I think that could be a pretty solid play here. Um, UNC starting slow. Boston College, State, horrible offense. Yeah, and UNC's defense is not bad either. They have shown a uh, good ability to shut down weaker offenses, just like they did against Syracuse. Yeah. Yeah, I, I really like the first half on your play. That might be my favorite bet of the weekend, actually. Yeah, that's a good call, Nate. I think um, it could be higher than 23 and a half. If the total is 54. I'm guessing we're getting like 27-ish. Oh, yeah. I was just in the, yeah, I was doing math around here. Yeah, um, yeah 20, maybe, maybe we get four scores. That would be kind of nice. Have a, a, little, a little 14 to 3. or set, what, was, what was it? 7-3 at half? Yeah. Something like that. Um, that'd be nice. Or, hey, you know what? How about BC up 10-3 and then just house North Carolina in half? That would be awesome. That also works. That would probably be even better. That would be awesome. Uh, move on to LSU. They are on the road against Bandy, right? Correct. Yeah. A lane 21 coming off. Not the best start to the uh, national championship defense year. Um, I don't have much on this game. I would just like to see more. Uh, Nate, I think you got something. Yeah. I mean, obviously we knew LSU wasn't going to be at the level they were last year. Um, I just think Vanderbilt – I mean, we touched on Vanderbilt today, but I just think they're horrible. They're, they're the bottom of the SEC. Um, they had some guys suspended for practice this week. Um, I think that could hurt them. LSU is out – or Stingley is out for LSU, which could hurt them. But I also think this is a bounce-back game for LSU to cover the spread. 
Yeah, I don't have much here. I think this number is pretty good. And we'll see if last week is indicative of what's to come. Maybe Vandy's a little better or Texas and played poorly. Or maybe LSU's just not very good. This could be a good barometer for that. Also, just looked at the first half total for the Boston College UNC game, and it's 27 and a half. So that's a pretty good number. I, I do like that. I do like that. Um, and, uh, yeah, I don't know. I just – I thought Miles Brennan sucked. Like, he had a couple good throws, but I don't know. I was not overall, overall impressed with LSU. No, not at all. So, uh, yeah. But let's move on to what I think is the game of the day. Auburn coming off a pretty convincing win against Kentucky. Um, was Kentucky at home? Yeah, they were. Oh, they, were they were on the road. They were on the road. On the road. But they're traveling to Athens, Georgia, to take on the Bulldogs. Uh, Georgia's lane seven. Georgia had a bit of a stinker in the first half and then turned it on. All of a sudden, ended up covering against Arkansas. Um. Yeah, I like Georgia this week, especially if JT Daniels plays. One thing I've been trying to avoid with uh, college teams is either like a new head coach or a new quarterback or a new coordinator or something like that. JT Daniels would be a new uh, quarterback here. But I think after what what Georgia showed in the first half of that game, that did scare me off a little bit. Arkansas is in the Vanderbilt tier of just – straight trash teams in the SEC and Georgia should be doing much better against teams like that. But I think Georgia's defense is going to be elite this year. I think it's going to be a top three scoring defense this year. I think Bo Nix is overrated and you're going to hear me say that a lot, but and he certainly shut me up last week, uh, which I, I'll all credit to him. He played very well against what I thought was a good Kentucky defense. One thing that I definitely missed Kentucky's pass defense was overrated. Um, oh, yeah, baby. Padres got the bases loaded right now. Slam Diego's coming home again. Um, you guys right now? Fuck yeah. Sorry. Um, back, to, back to Georgia. Um, but Kentucky had a very overrated pass defense, and Georgia has one of the best secondaries I, and just defenses in general, I think, in um, college football. So Bo Nix will have a much more difficult time. I will add... I really wish we do player props in college football. But um, last year, Seth Williams dominated against Georgia. Uh, I think he had like 20 targets and 13 catches or something insane like that. But um, so look for a little mismatch there. Um, if Auburn gets to the red zone, they will have. I would be pretty confident in them finishing drives. But I think Kirby Smart's going to have them ready. That was another obvious look ahead spot. And I'm hoping JT Daniels plays to uh, get the Georgia offense rolling. Yeah, you get agreement from me. Um, I think Georgia laid an egg last week in the first half. And I think Auburn, yes, they covered and won kind of convincingly, but a lot of fluky things happened along the way. That was one of the worst officiated games I've ever seen. Yeah, and Kentucky just – Terry Wilson fumbles the ball, like, we'll just running, just fumbles it and gives it up on his own 20-yard line, a fake punt on your own 20. I mean, there's some bad plays in there for Kentucky, which makes me think Kentucky might actually have some value this week. But I think Georgia's the play here, getting it cheap. This look ahead was definitely not seven. And Georgia, the last few years, has owned this game. I also lean under. I think 45 
incredibly low for a college game, but this is just going to be a punt fest. Georgia the last three years won by 21, 17, 7. So I think Georgia has Auburn's number, and this will continue here. Um, yeah, I agree with all of that. Uh, I just feel like we saw Bo Nix last year playing against good defenses. Um, didn't really play that well. And then – Although he did destroy Alabama. Although I don't think – I didn't think Alabama's defense was yeah. as good as it's going to be this year. And then, you know, Georgia with the elite defense. I do like the underplay too. And I also like Georgia. Is it minus seven? Georgia minus seven. Yeah. I'm hoping – it looked like public money and just – like early money was on Auburn – uh, at the beginning of the week, and I thought that it was going to go down to six and a half. I don't know if I missed a six and a half, but if it is a six and a half, that's a definite bet on Georgia. It's this card kind of sucks. There's not a whole lot that I love, um, but we got to pump out college football content because we all need picks on the college football Saturday. Of course. Um, any anything else? Anything else you guys got hidden? I feel like we got all the big games. Yeah, definitely. There's. It's bleak this week. Next week, yeah. though, there's some hope. Love. Next week, there's some awesome matchups. A bunch yep. of top 10 matchups. Yep. But, anyways, go subscribe and listen to all of our podcasts on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, uh, wherever you can. We'll be tweeting out the links. Follow us at the Sharp Side Pod. Um, yeah. Retweet, like, follow, tell your friends. We're, th- we're th- we're handing out money right now. Handing out plus 550 dogs. 17.5 point dogs, and we're giving them out outright. Um, James Nate, thank you guys again. Um, stay tuned for our, our NFL picks. I will be posting them. Uh, maybe I'll try and post our college football picks. Yeah. Let's, um, let's do that tomorrow night. Friday night, yeah. we'll, we'll post them. Hey, any quick uh, Friday night play, James? Yeah, I, I lead Louisiana Tech against BYU. I'm going to step in front of that BYU train. Uh, that looks insane. Yeah. Skip Holtz has been incredible as a dog. Don't have the exact stat pulled up, but as, a, as an underdog, I, yeah, he might be 24-9 ATS. So he's the type of guy you want to back. Louisiana Tech coming off an impressive win last week, undermanned against Southern Miss. So, yeah, that's if you, have, if you need some Friday night action, look at Louisiana Tech. Like that. Um, yeah. I, I, should, I think that could be a pretty good game to watch, yeah, uh, despite the really high spread. Um, don't, don't call me crazy, but uh, I think BYU could have college football playoff hopes. And if, if they just keep destroying teams, and if you could get like a 150 to 1 or something on BYU, I think there's a chance they could uh, at least have an argument. But they do need to get style points, especially in games like this. So I guess tomorrow night's game will be a good, uh, good indication of whether they can or not. Yep. Um, yeah, I think we covered everything, right? We got our uh, self-promos in, right? Yep. All right. For the Sharp Side Podcast, thank you all for listening. Um, I hope you guys bets this weekend. And let's go win some money this weekend, huh? <laughs> <laughs>